The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Are we actually back? We're is this happening right now? Back. Is we this really happening right now? Or am I living in back. some sort of adjunct dimension? I'm I'm kind of like reality adjacent. You're in the minus world. Right now? Yeah. Remember the minus world? No. No. Minus world was this thing in the original Super Mario Brothers where when you went in the second level to the pipes, when you jumped, yeah. the, if there's a, you could go to this one part of the screen where only half of one of the tubes was available. And when you dropped into it, it glitched out and oh, basically that. sent you into these, like a never ending stream of these negative with a bunch of numbers levels that were like, you're running on concrete, but there's fish flying at you. Like you just basically, it was a glitched out version and you saw how long you could survive, which was not very long. Okay. Yeah. Have we completely went off the rail? Are we still reality adjacent at this point? Um, oh yeah. What do we do? Yeah. It wouldn't be a risky reel without a stupid so, tangent from me. obviously. So I mean, should we should we just go ahead and jump right in, boys? Let's dive. Hey there, boys. What's been happening? Um, well, no. How about can I can I firstly say welcome back, happy new year to all of you. This is the riskiest of wheels and the whiskiest of reels. This is the whiskey reel. We are back. We are still alive despite everything we've done to try to have the opposite happen. We're doing okay. We have uh, made our way slowly but surely back into the new year. We kind of backed into the new year, I'd like to say, yeah. with everything going on. That other year, uh, we put a bullet in its fucking head and buried it. Yep. Dug it back up, shot it again just to make sure, and then reburied it again. I'm back. So, I'm backing into this year with my pants down and a ball gag in my mouth. I'm inching towards the 2021 cock. So that is <laughs> not unlike every other year. Um, Sean is doing what he does, and to my left is the aforementioned Sean, uh, Mr. Moriarty, if you're nasty, and uh, my favorite Downsiest friend that I have. Well, okay, at least top three Downsy friends that I have, Mr. Sean Moriarty. I've heard you say you, you won't hang Mr. out with people that are, as you put it, slow. Well, I, you don't want to be around them. They make you sad. They're you God's forget, mistakes. You I work, said that exactly. I work, I work and hire in this town. Is it, so, is it, <laughs> is it yeah. gross for me to call you Chudwick Bozeman? Oh, nice. Coming in hot in 21. Well, um, yes, I'm going to get cancer now. <laughs> oh, no. I don't want to wish that about The Whack Panther. The Whack Pants. And to my left is Durango's oh. Dormant Lothario. Yeah. <laughs> You're a recharge, Lothario <laughs> recharge mode right now? I think so. Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Durango's, if Tyler. Durango's I've, I've premier been sprinkling, sprinkling some of it in. Just sprinkling it? Yeah. Just a tad? Yeah. A, a skosh? Just a skosh here and there. Just, you know, to keep the keep the pressure from building up. <laughs> you so, got to poke the embers. Yeah. I don't want to end up in the Herald. <laughs> nope. So, <laughs> And you've been close this year. This I past have. year, you were close. I was close. Uh, yeah. It could have happened on New Year's, but we'll, we digress. <laughs> oh, my heavens. We'll talk about New Year's later. Bobby doesn't know what happened on New Year's. No. This is true. 
That's this a true is, fucking statement. <laughs> I have heard tales. <laughs> Bards around the fire have sung we'll tales. We'll get into that in the body. For yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, so um, you guys getting some... Oh, yeah, you need to introduce... I was going to introduce our... Oh, we can just our our head honcho over here, yeah. Sir Antonio Branderas of the Roan Branderases. Thank you, sir. Yes. I'm, it's happy, I'm happy to be back. Happy to be with my brothers back in this yes. uh, end of the bunkie. Uh, Kevin's still on hiatus. Toshi's assumed dead until we can prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. And Carol is uh, downstairs working off her eggnog hangover that she's had for six weeks. Because I did so, get a pallet of that. Like, I know she, and, she called me a fat shit, which pissed me off, but I couldn't argue with her because I did get a pallet of it. You got a pallet of eggnog. The dog. pallet is um, gone. Of the E-dubs. I hope everybody had a great holiday season. I hope everybody was safe. We've managed to compress all of our numbers here in Durango where we're not getting new cases. So word on the street is they are going to uh, allow allow restaurants to open slowly very, very soon. And that's exciting to all of us because this is what we do here is we like mm-hmm. to eat, drink and be merry. Yeah. So, well, speaking um, of the state of things and yeah. coronavirus and shit, ooh, you guys getting uh, stimulus money? Already got it. You already got yours? It's in my bank. See, I don't. Oh, I don't, really? I got it. Thank I God. Know. I got it for me and my kid this time because my ex got the last round, the good right, round. Right, right. She got the one on the good round. Uh, I got the shitty round. But that being said, yeah, it landed in my account last night. And so did Rex. Rex got nice. hers last night as well. Cool. Uh, I'm still waiting because uh, I, I, I just sent in my taxes for 2019 like a month ago. Right. Oh. <laughs> which is what you're allowed to kind of do if you got extensions. But the one thing is we're uh, the, the weirdest part about this is we all don't know how we're getting our stimulus. Like I had it direct deposited. Rex last time got it on a card, like a fucking EBT card. Other people got actual checks. Like it's like, it's a, it's a mishmash of how are you receiving your money and when some people got it the day of, like I did. Some people probably aren't going to get it for another month. Yeah. Walnut said know. he got his in Farmville gold right <laughs> i don't even think people play farmville anymore listen walnuts would never be able to even figure out the app to get to farm he doesn't even know facebook let that, alone that guy yeah. he old man texts like no one else dude he does the He's look amazing. down the bridge of my nose text to with his one finger to his jitterbug phone oh my god dude. <laughs> it is the most frustrating i told him i said you know you have talk to text right and he's like yeah but it never works i'm like Either does waiting 47 minutes oh, to God, type no. out a response. No, no, Doesn't no, work because it, in America, regional dialects are tough with Siri. Siri's never going to hear a Boston yeah. accent and think it's English. He's well, because really, it is literally have to uh, turn off the R's on yeah. his fucking phone. It's all A-H's. No. It's all fucking <laughs> well, dude, dropping eyes. <laughs> She's super sensitive because when I first got an iPhone, I was like, I'm changing Siri to a male's voice and a male British voice so I can have an Alfred because, you know, the Batman nerd thing. But it turns out back then when you set it to whatever like language, you have to talk like that for it to recognize yeah. your shit correctly. I actually, <laughs> mine's in Brit- mine's in Irish woman. Oh. That's my Siri. Oh, dude, and it's hilarious because when I text time. when I text you guys like hey go fuck off and it's like hey fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and she does the lucky charm shit it's great that's great yeah it's fucking awesome is it literally Sarah McLaughlin <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing it, it, it's it's Sorsha Rowan or what, what, whatever Sorsha Sorsha Ronan Ronan Sorsha, yeah um, well, but yeah dude the stimulus uh, hopefully you guys get it too and I don't know if you check your bank I account have, but, I, I haven't checked it but oddly enough can't buy what four tanks of gas maybe with it yeah, or um, what it, what is anybody supposed four to do four tanks of gas are you driving a fucking Super Duty F-350 or Regar- some shit? Regardless, Sean. 
I'm just saying. Well, we've seen Mitch McConnell become basically public enemy number one. Nobody maybe, likes him. Nobody. Maybe the most hated man in America. Right Possibly. Now. Yeah, we're, he, we're, he should he is have the been fucking Grinch. A hundred percent. And uh, you know, thusly, we were talking about how this all affects um, the outgoing presidency and the incoming presidency, and what's it going to mean in the future for the GOP? Because obviously, old Trumpy poos pissing in the punch before he leads the party. He is, and um, he's burning it all down on his way out. And the hard part is a lot of the the base of the GOP now are his people. Yep. So if he leaves, he's bringing the whole fucking, he's taking his football and going home. Uh-huh. And that's what the GOP's frightened of. They don't know. After it all is ended with, who's going to be Trump's guys or McConnell's guys? No. That, and that's where they're drawing the line in the sand right now. No, well, these Senate it. races have tightened up and look like, I mean, there's a very real chance. 100%, especially with the way their campaigns have been run, Loeffler and, and mm-hmm. Purdue, those fucking nightmares. Um, both of them, two of the richest senators in the Senate, by the way, just not, you know, throwing that out there. I think her husband's worth $300 million or something like that, but they've, they were just recently indicted. Yep. There were, there were papers filed for them actually mm-hmm. using the pandemic to get money by dumping stocks. It's the dirtiest of the dirty. And then, you know, their competitors, Ossoff and Warnock, um, they're trying to throw shade on them. They can't find any to throw. So every time they try to get them or gotcha moments, they yep. end up getting scorched. Right. So right now, poll wise, I think Warnock, Warnock's leading by three and a half yeah. and Ossoff's leading by like two or somewhere. But um, they've got a ton of early voting, which we all know who those people are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to see day of, man. We're, we're days away from finding yep. out if the Dems hold all three branches. All the cards. And, and at that point, if you can't get shit done, you know, then I'm yeah. out. I'm literally out of this bullshit. Oh, yeah. We'll see. Because you, yeah. you know. it's just astonishing to me still to see how disliked he is on both sides of the floor right now. Oh, dude, they constituents. It, they voters, don't know what to do. Every, they don't know what to do. Should we keep following Trump because he might run again in four years and then we're fucked, or should we? They they they, they literally have left them with a Sophie's choice. They don't know yeah. what to do. They have no yep. clue what to do. And meanwhile, the Dems just got to sit back and not shoot themselves in the dick like Pretty they much. so want to do. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, speaking of shooting know. yourself in the dick. Yes! Uh, Stranahan's is a company in Colorado. <laughs> nice segue. Sean. Yeah, since they lost all their good distillers and their good distillers are at Laws and, and Tin Cup now. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Um, yeah. And uh, I saw this bottle. I'm not familiar with it. And I figured, you know, I'd give them a little bit of a, a what have you. And, and I, I'm, I just, Stranahan's does some good work. Um, I don't like Stranahan's now. We kind of I talked about this in it. the past. Yeah. Where Stranahan's, when it first came out, um, their master distiller, who is now at Laws, like you were talking about, fantastic product, very impressed, and it was a noticeable drop off in quality after they left. A Pretty noticeable, much. I, I, and I can't disagree with that. Yeah, and and so I've it's never fine, seen this. Though, you know, it's okay. I think regular strain. I think they dipped and are now getting better because we tried strain of hands recently and it wasn't as bad as I had remembered it. Put it that way. Yeah. However, that being said, this new one is called Strain of Hands Blue Peak Single Malt. Whiskey. This is Rocky Mountain shit. This front range steez. And, you know, as we all know, you could basically drink out of Colorado whiskey for the next 20 years and never taste the same ones twice. There's so many producers doing so many iterations of whiskey. This is small batch, limited run. The Blue Peak, what they do, and I saw, and I didn't read the whole thing before I grabbed it, but it was only 42 bucks. So I figured, what the hell? It's a New Year's. Let's start off right. Let's give these boys a chance Let's again. Let's do something fancy. Yeah. And this is their Solera finished. 
Um, we've dealt with talking about Solera's in the past. A lot of you guys listening, you're all food and beverage people, so you know what a Solera is. But essentially, it's a tower of fucking barrels. You pour a little bit in the top. It splits. It splits down as it runs. So the idea is if you have a Solera that has been holding juice in it from 100 years, you'll get a tiny little bit of that in every bottle. Mm, right. So it basically disperses the age, disperses the flavors. The one thing weird about this is they say it's Solera finished, but they don't really – Tell yeah. you, well, let's ask is it Carol all about new it. barrels, right? Is let's, it all who like, knows? I don't know. Let's hit up Carol and ask her here. Carol, uh, do you have a little blurb for us about this Stranahan's uh, single malt Solero whiskey? Yeah, boys, if you could uh, keep it the fuck down when you call me because I have still got such a headache from the palate of eggnog, it is just not fun. What, um, are you okay? I'll be okay, but I just read it, might take me a minute to read this because uh, everything hurts. Jesus. We can wait for your wait for your eyes to refocus. This is called Process and Profile, named for a thirteen thousand foot peak in Aspen, and inspired by the alpine scenery of the Rocky Mountains. Blue Peak is built around a small batch of single malt whiskey that has been handcrafted hand, handcrafted at a high altitude and aged for four years in fifty three gallon New American oak barrels with a number three char imbuing a warm, toasted flavor. And if you excuse me, boys, I'm about to go barf like a pregnant chick. Oh, my. Okay, so, I mean, we're going to, okay, I think 2021, uh, we should do our best to address the obvious problem Carol's having. It's pretty obvious. From what I understand, it's a seasonal thing. It's a, she gets, she doesn't have a lot going on around the holidays, so she, from like Thanksgiving to New Year's, she's fucking just killing it with the booze and the And the problem with Carol, she drinks like a fucking Mormon cheerleader. Yeah, so like, for sure. You know, it's just do they have like drunk zero to a hundred <laughs> every day? Every day. Do, do they have like drunk Valtrex where they she should. could just stop the outbreak before yeah, it happens? Would, there you go. Stop the outbreak <laughs> before it happens. <laughs> Not that anybody in this room knows about Valtrex. Um, <laughs> Bobby knows. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. Well, honestly, wow. if we're wrong, if we're wow. gun to our heads, gun to our heads, we had to make a guess out of the three of us. Yeah, we're not pulling it. All it's right, gonna be fair. the gash. <laughs> you know, it's what? gonna okay. be the gash. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> There's an episode of The Simpsons where it turns out that Mr. Burns has every disease possible. But they all balance each other out so much that he never gets. He sick. never gets. Is that you? <laughs> that, that might be. All right, I, I heard. It's um, just. It's sorry, my Bobby. HPV mixes well. Yeah, so I was gonna say the... you. You've been in more women's wombs than HPV. I. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and to much the same result. And somehow more destructive. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Let's start this year off right, shall we, boys? Good Lord. Um, uh. So, guys, what did you think about this whiskey right off the bat? I'm having it on ice. So is Sean. Bobby's drinking it neat. What do we think about this without getting too far down the strain of hands? It's got an interesting tingly mouthfeel. A lot of the booze, and I'm not sure if it's the heat. If It's, it's the, 86. If it's, combo, it's 86%. It's 86%. Yeah. So I'm getting that like full mouthfeel mm-hmm. where it's a little tingly and a little drying out everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, I dig the char. I, I dig the char. And what's funny is when we first tasted this, Bobby's going, yeah, I don't know, something about Colorado corn. There, I don't know what it is about Colorado corn, but it has this weird off flavor that you can taste in most things. And 
Aaron then said. <laughs> well, I said, you know what really changes the taste of Colorado corn? When you have 100% malted barley in the bottle. That really changes the corn. Um, but it does. Right before I read that it was 100% malted barley, I got the corn too because that inherent sweetness you're yep. used to in Colorado yep. whiskey. Yep. So yep. it wasn't a bad call. It just happened to be malted barley. No, and, it and I don't like get a lot of the like maltiness. I don't get a lot of the maltiness. I don't. 100% malted barley usually is like, holy shit, this is this is... This is what it is, and it's very niche, and but it I like, pairs well with something. I about. really enjoy a heavy malt on whiskey. It doesn't bother me. It's very offensive to other people. I think what offsets that, a number three char is a middle-of-the-road char. It goes, it goes zero through five on your char, so three is like just mid-center, and I think some of that toastiness, especially if you think about 53-gallon barrels running off into each other, mm-hmm. it's acquiring new char on every step down, and I think that char really kind of beat the shit out of the maltiness, because I do get that smoke and it's not oh, yeah. and it's actually pretty well balanced i it mean is. I, I typically want to hate on this company but, yeah, but it's just, pretty well balanced if you haven't figured it out yet we just don't like them <laughs> as people we're just not fans as christians i just don't like if i was going to spend 42 dollars on a bottle i probably wouldn't buy this bottle right necessarily yeah right. there's a i could just take a handful of other whiskeys other distillers that i would probably Agreed. go with at that price point uh maybe the four grain from ad laws would be my I mean, for a few for for a few bucks more, couple more shekels, but but that three four extra bucks really gets you. Few more rubles, rubles, few more Prussian francs, lira. (laughs) We're just gonna run down the list of international money. Yen, yeah, drachma, drachmas, toonies, loonies, loonies, Canada. God damn it, (laughs) pesos, motherfucker, pesos, pesos. Those are kisses, Um, pesos and pesos. But I like it. When you kiss your money. Hey, that's a great name for a kissing booth. Besos for pesos. Huh? Let's start that shit. Nobody's thought of that before let's, me. I'm sure of it. <laughs> let's get less racist this year, Sean Moriarty. Uh, so, Why is the so kissing booth racist? Because <laughs> <laughs> you have a white only sign on the outside. That's why. You forgot to tell the, the fans that. Um, but no, th- I, I like it too. That's because we only have a white chick that's kissing everybody. Sorry, if you were looking for some exotic... <laughs> Uh, some interracial action. Sorry, we only got this white bitch. Oh, you want to speak of some really weird and racial that just happened? Yes. Okay, so, of course. So, <laughs> so, so Rex is on Twitter a lot. I am not. So I get all my Twitter news from her. Like, she'll feed me in on something that she thinks I would be interested in. And she goes, and I want to ask you if you've ever heard this term, but she posted some pictures on her Twitter feed of like, we had, we just, at New Year's, you know, us and a couple of friends taking a pose. Hey, happy New Year's, everybody. Uh, innocuous harmless and she had a guy res- um sent back it was a black guy that sent back and said you're a bed wench a bed have you guys heard that term before wench no okay because no. i have not and when asked she looked at me like you haven't heard of this before and i was like no and i guess that's what that's what black people call their own like especially it's 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 essentially when black women date white men they're called mm. bed wenches, which basically um, a, a, a lot. It alludes to a slavery aspect, a bed wench. Uh, oh. And I was like, ew, that's fucking gross. Uh. She goes, yeah, but it happens. And I'm like, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> this isn't, that's not cool. I go, I go, by the way, how many white chicks do you think he's banged out? She goes, she starts laughing. She goes, you know this, <laughs> but, that's, but that's them sticking it to the white man. You know, right. But when I, when, if we date, I'm a bed wench. 
Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? I never heard that. I, I know there's obviously, God. listen, anytime you have any sort of interracial situation, you're going to get detractors and naysayers, yes. obviously. I had just never heard that term before. I've never heard that term before. So if you guys ever encounter somebody calling somebody a bedwench, just know it's not good. It's terrible. It's not good. Because it sounds horrible fa- thing. It sounds fairly like not, it's like honky. It's like I'm not getting, like bedwench is not like, doesn't feel like overly inflammatory. Yeah. Just because wench is kind of but, an old timey word, but when you put it in the context of the slave angle, and I looked it up on uh, Urban, Urban Dictionary, Dictionary. Well, yeah, what did it, what it say? And the one thing it it also says that not only are you dating a white man, you're dating a white man in exchange for privilege or Ooh. promotion, or you know what I mean? Ooh, it's so a, it is ugly as balls. It's it, it's you're a, you're a gold digger. You're, well, you're, wow, you're a, yeah. dude. you know, luckily if, she if we're talking talk- about the dating pool. You know, white guys are the all-inclusive resort of dating people. I got <laughs> They're like, I can get into anywhere. I won't get kicked out of yeah. anywhere. If I get pulled over, we might just get a warning. <laughs> That's a true story. It's not going to happen. It's not right. Um, <laughs> it's just fucking true. Not in this town. So, so, so <laughs> strain of hands, 42 bucks. You could buy a lot worse, but you could probably buy a lot better. You so could. I'm going to give this around a C plus, B minus. I don't think it's bad product whatsoever. I'll give it a B minus. But sure. we all look at value. Yep. So if it was 32 bucks, we'd be talking about this as a steal, but it's 42. So we're talking about this as okay. really good product. I think if you're a whiskey fan, I don't know how much it offers in the, in the way of new flavors or a different profile or a new approach per se, but it's not shitty product. No, it's not. And so you said B minus C plus. So shall we call this the Wonder Woman 84 of whiskey? Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> no, because that would be a far worse score. That would be more in, in lines of the knot. No, I'm kidding. Wow. I don't. I don't hate I it as it much as I did when I first saw it the first time. But oh my! It was just God. cheese balls. That first half of that movie was almost unwatchable. Paint by numbers. Oh. Hey, what's DC good at? Let's do the frumpy. My hair's messed up, and I'm wearing glasses, and I just don't deal well with people. Villain that all of a sudden becomes charismatic at the same time. By that the way, best powerful. part of that movie was her, was her performance. She was she's great. great in everything. Oh, everybody's performance was great. But from the, the CGI story. was. Dog shit. And the, I couldn't get past the idea that the entire plot of the movie is around a magic fucking wishing stone. And then there's these people that are like, but uh, what about the Infinity Stones in Marvel? It's oh the same God, thing. I'm like, it. the Infinity Stones stop are it. different. The, the way that they painted those is a lot different. And they also slowly got you used to them over the course of 10 years. They didn't just hit you over the face with, all right, so there's this magic wishing rock and the Mayans fucked everything up with it and the Romans fucked everything up with it. And now it's the 80s. Well, it's a complete fucking MacGuffin thing where like, yeah. it, there's no explanation to it there's that's no, what i meant there was at no least exposition the stones were heavily explained born of the big bang and their yes. elements of the universe they amen. you know they explained yeah. it a little amen. bit you know yeah and you don't have to get over the top it's a fucking comic book we understand that. of course but this is just a rock that you can wish that's it make a fucking wish and that's it and then the idea that the, the whole movie you said it was disjointed the whole movie is centered around this stupid plot point the stupid MacGuffin and at the same time all this lazy writing just trying to pull every significant 1980s like uh, concern or like uh, nuclear person, war nuclear war yeah. or grabbing like the oil crisis things like trying to grab these little things just as like a wink and nod when they weren't explained well and they make the whole thing even worse what was kind of insulting too is it's supposed to be the classic woman in power Right, Wonder Woman, man. Mm-hmm. She's and the whole movie, she's crying about a dude. Yep, the entire fucking movie. The mm-hmm. the two main female characters in the movie spend their entire time trying to impress guys, trying to impress a boy, uh, mm-hmm. which is kind of deflating. So seventy five percent or so of the feminist energy that was behind the original one, which is one of the things I loved about it, was completely sucked away. So 
Wonder Woman 1984. The hands <laughs> of movies. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> fuck me. Oh. Uh, but anyway, now that we got that out of... we, I think we all needed to get that out of our system. That Wonder Woman yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, by the way, I think it was really cool as we're going into this new year where we're still going to be in this pandemic for another mm-hmm. six to eight months, I'm sure. Probably. Yes. Um, we're starting to see these studios release things in yeah. more imaginative ways, mm-hmm. which that was cool. Fuck I mean, to right. be able to just sit and stream... You yeah. know, a, a, a first new run, movie. You yeah. know, it was kind of cool. Like, it was cool, I, but it's not. It's not that new. We had that with Bill and Ted was the first big one. I think. But it's going to happen. Obviously, it's going to happen. Scope. Obviously, there's a much bigger scope, and there's the people like us who are like, "This is awesome." And then you've got the the cast and crew of Dune. And the oh. cast of crew of Dune are fighting as hard as they can not to have this movie released because they, Denny Villeneuve thinks that it's very much needs to be in a theater experience at first. Um, and they all like by and, and their specific case with while they're upset about it. It's not just them. Warner Brothers did not consult a single creator, a single director, a single writer, a single cast member of Do any they of these movies. To? I don't think that they need to, but okay. at the same time, it depends on each contract. Every contract's different with I'm all just, these people. I'm just, in my head, the first thing I thought, maybe this is my ugliest, ugly business hat that I'm putting on, is wh- how many of you fuckers put up money for this? Or did you get a check that you've cashed already? Because the studio put the money up for it. So they want to see a return on their investment. So you have to understand. And that's not always true. The studio puts up money for certain tentpole style projects. But, but a lot did of the time, Timothy Chalamet put out money for this? Purchase the, distribu- the distribution rights for a movie Understood. more often than not. But do you know you know where I'm getting at? Yes, I like, know. Where the you're people getting. that have spent money haven't been returned on their investment yet. Meaning, meanwhile, Timothy Chalamet got his check and cashed it. So of course he wants to hold on and wait. But I'm just saying, I think there's kind of. And honestly, we don't know the economics of this and how it works i mean there's contracts that you get in place for i don't know how movie money is also all smoke and mirrors and shadow amen amen and only the top of the top get points on the movie and i understand Mm -hmm. where Danny's coming from because his his perspective is i i'm building like a trilogy of dune films he's building a universe this this is his universe And if this shit cans because it just gets dumped onto the internet and pirated and blah blah blah, that's the main concern as well. He's like, fuck, like we're gonna lose so much fucking money on this. You know what I mean? And then it's not all of a sudden it's not a viable my movies. Yeah, you don't get to make understood. No, and 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 you look at talk about big franchises, dude. They're gonna release. They're gonna stream Matrix Four. Yeah. Now I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about how the last one ended or their feelings on the Matrix trilogy or whatever, but it's the fucking Matrix. We're all gonna watch this. Are you kidding? And looking back on the Matrix (laughs) movies, when I first saw those, I I, when I first saw Reloaded, I was like, okay, they're probably gonna tie this all back in or something. And, And Revolutions was a little disappointing, but now, 20 years later, I watched all three of them in a row. It's a lot more of a solid trilogy than people give it credit for. It is. The second two are nowhere near as like amazing and new as what that first Matrix Never was. Never is. They got a little bit more in their own heads yeah. about it. It's the same thing with like Lord of the Rings versus The Hobbit. Night and fucking day. You know? Right, dude. <laughs> but I, they still hold up. I actually dig the story more when you watch all three of them. My favorite part was when Sam bricked in Frodo's mouth. Oh, that thanks. was my favorite part. Dude, thank you for yeah, the first two references. Yeah, because I know Mr. Um, Mr. Bobby Noise is never going to quote Kevin Smith. Mr. The Bobby Duke don't like it, dude. That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's, guys, it's a new year. I know we went a little bit tangential, as we are wont to do here at The Real. Well, um, we haven't however, seen each other in three weeks. I know. we got to wow. catch up. However, I'd like to say let's throw it around the old horn there i want to ask uh mr moriarty yeah that's me um what is uh how are you feeling what's going on 
Not much, man. So for for Christmas, I got a gift from my. I've been I've been trying to like trick out my house or my condo, my little condo, because my brother in law got me one of those Alexa things, the fucking Echo Dot. And oh, I you mean that the spy tracker from the CIA? Yeah, the spy okay. tracker for the. We're all getting listened to. We're all fucked. So I don't want to hear your <laughs> tinfoil hat nonsense. <laughs> so I put, but he gave gave it to me, and it came with this like Bluetooth smart bulb. So I've been like putting trying to trying to make all these things in my house so I can just say Alexa, put on the TV, Alexa, so that I can get fatter that's dope pretty much trying to get fatter again throughout this uh throughout this winter break uh been watching a lot of movies but that's not different that's not different than you know january of last year right yeah that hasn't changed much uh but working out more uh yeah, abstaining. All is well for the K- most part. Katie's well. Everything's All well. well. Katie's well. Katie's gearing back up. She's her her paid vacation is almost over now that they're going to be going mm-hmm. up to fifty percent capacity eventually. With uh, if we have two weeks of this, mm-hmm. the funny thing about that is in town is that if uh, if you went through all the rigmarole to get your five star certification to be in level orange while we're in level red when we go to this new fake level orange you don't get to go to level yellow you can you have to stay in level orange for two weeks and then you'll get to go to yellow to 50 percent if the cases stay down yeah so i've been dealing with that pretty much been dealing with that the restaurant's (laughs) opening back up so i'm starting to work a lot more again katie's paid vacations almost over and uh yeah smartifying my house (laughs) good for you Good for you. Pretty much what's well, been up. We're going to say Bobby for last for good reason. Yes. So I'm going to talk about, um, no, everything's great in Brandis land as far as I'm concerned. Um, the woman is happy. The daughter is healthy. I had a small little Christmas with my mom and her husband, and I've been cooking more food than should be allowed to be cooked just because that's kind of my pastime through this whole thing. I've been watching, obviously, a shit ton of movies, listening to a lot of music, um, just trying to keep on all my regimens. I finally figured out there's nothing that's going to happen to my body if I don't stop drinking. And that's just not going to happen right now. So uh, suck it, God. And uh, <laughs> that, so that's all I care about. Um, but uh, work is crazy. Walnuts has got drove himself into sickness working so hard. Of course he um, has. But we are as busy from a food side as we have ever been during this time of the year. Whether that's Texans coming to ski or whatever, we'll take it. Nothing lasts forever. Eventually, there's going to be a dip because it's Durango and that's what we do here. But I'm happy. Um, it, it, it feels like everything's starting. To, I'm glad we're kind of past the holidays. Now we can get to the business of just mm-hmm. doing winter without yeah. any major holidays or anything where we need to gather. So my my big thing is like it was. I hope we see a vaccine in the next six months here, like physically see a vaccine. I hope people do what they're responsible for. And maybe by June, July, we'll be able to actually look at each other and go, man, I'm so happy to be in a restaurant without wearing a mask or whatever the case yeah. may be. I don't know. Uh, wishful thinking, but it is what it Slices is. Slices of normal. Um, yeah. yeah. And now yeah, exactly. we go to oh. Bobbitt Van Noyes for S- the Country. Sorry, real quick. Tales. I don't know if my, my <laughs> I, I, little people don't know, I, or most people don't know. I don't. I didn't mean little people like dwarves don't know, but uh, there's a few amount of people that know that I have a sister. I have a half sister, and I I haven't spoken to her in about two years, three years, and I spoke to her uh, before Christmas. So there you go. That's Is there any? Big, was, let's reconnect. dig deep. Any? So I found out you about, haven't spoke to her in not two at all. Years, not at all. Anything? Not at all. Dude. Oh, that's not, not interesting. Then what the fuck did you mention? No, because we Bobby, get to the dirt. <laughs> I was wondering because I didn't know if my dad was alive. So I guess he still is. Yeah. Is he? So that's a hot. Yeah, but take. do you care? I don't know. I I mean, sure, he's my dad, but. 
Your dad's stories are some of the highlights of this podcast. Oof, I got a ton of them. But we're going to need you to tell those differently because those last those when we when you told the story of Halloween, uh, those episodes are pretty much unlistenable. Now. They are unlistenable. <laughs> well, I'll in fact, I think that one's taken down. Is it? Or it's not taken down. It's been archived. It's been archived. For archived. Use. Well, yes. one of these days I'll regale you with my Christmas nightmare Halloween story, which oh. is um, probably one of the best stories of all time. But. Borderline or, amazing. Borderline. Or the fact that my mom left a, uh, an actual pig's head in front of my house to scare me. <laughs> I, there's a lot of stuff that happened in my life. Um, but I want to kick it over to uh, Mr. Van Noyes. Uh, we got to kick it over to the Honey Badger. The Hunterberry Tales. God, you guys have been like, <laughs> they're just this as up. sad. Okay. I know. Well, I know. It's going to be anticlimactic, but whatever. It's going to be completely I love the tension, though. It's fantastic. We're totally Wonder Woman 84ing you. <laughs> this movie's coming to your house. It's the only thing you can do. It's coming out Christmas Day, and it's 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 not great. It's average. <laughs> so how, how have the last couple weeks been for you? How was the end of your year? What's popping? Uh, the last couple of weeks have been fine. Um, <laughs> okay. The holidays are not the easiest time in the world. No, no. for... Family reasons, yes, and um, so I've been dealing with a lot of that. I don't really talk to my family anymore, so you know I basically rely on guys like you and my other friends here in town to kind of be my de facto family. Since the Charlottesville March, I had two. They weren't really that much part of it. They just shuttled people back and forth as a public letter. <laughs> I did have to skip out on my December trip to Savannah mm. with yeah. the Phantom Limb of the podcast. Yes, I felt like that would be pretty irresponsible to go get on a plane Good and go for you. TSA and all Good that. Good for you. I do have to come back and have clients and decided that I would, you know, being quarantined for two weeks or whatever after not that. Not going to work. Probably not good for my career. So <laughs> Not good for the old wallet. I made a uh, made a made a call there and uh, that sucks because I did you know really want to see those I, people I like, know you were looking forward to that. that's your family yeah. that's, yeah, that's yeah. the closest yeah. thing you have to family that as well as Michael Be- Michael and Zyra Beavers Michael is also right. a friend of the podcast yes. and he was going to be there and his kids and everything so it, it, it was a bummer now they got them. together didn't they or did were they just sharing photos from the past where they were together no they got together like, yeah so they did but they live very close to each other uh, no um, the Beavers are in Montana oh. and John's in Florida oh so he just just, just caution to the wind. Don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. You're getting beavered. I'm bringing the COVID. I know it's funny. I brought all those people together, and now they're. I know they love each other more than they love me. No, and of that's, course, but that's okay. Eh, Br- John Brown is very lovable. <laughs> he is. Uh, yeah, I love him, and I yeah. barely. I just super barely talk to him. He's a big squishy bear. Um, an, another friend of the podcast, Mr. Dennis Wetmore. Denny, uh, Denny, in town this weekend. Squeegee dance champion of 2021. He and he I got be. to enjoy dinner together. On New Year's Eve, and I have been slowing down a lot on my intake, mm. and I decided <laughs> to go zero to 100 on Thursday because, you know, 2020 and all that. Yes. And, uh, yeah, uh, I think Denny said, uh, yeah, he's like, you went pretty hard, but So I'm like, yeah, I guess I did because I don't remember any of that night after about – 9.30 After about 12.30 p.m. <laughs> and apparently I was uh, at our good, our, our friend Colin's house uh, until the wee hours. The very wee hours. And then when I finally went limping out of there, um, <laughs> trying to find my bike. Which that was I, today, by the way. That which, was, yeah, that, was <laughs> yeah, that was earlier today. <laughs> I guess I was trying to find my bike, which I didn't take. Have. Okay, it perfect. wasn't with me, perfect. but I was freaked out because I'm like, someone stole my fucking bike. <laughs> and, um, uh, I, apparently, I, I definitely made some snide comments 
to Perfect. some people, um, which I probably shouldn't have done. But did I, you yeah. get the blood you found on you tested to see whether it was yours or someone else's? It was else's mine. Or? Well, let oh. him walk through the end to the wake up. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did it, I just, it's even better. Did I just spoiler? Um, no, no, no. As, so Colin ended up basically having to put my big 240-pound ass Poor into- you. He poured, uh, poured me into an Uber. <laughs> I he drizzled you onto S- an Uber. Suresh, dude. Suresh killing the game. By this time, Ethan and Mike Walnuts have already celebrated the New Year's. There's confetti everywhere. Sure. There's champagne bottles and shit. I'm like, what? So I get home. Apparently, I don't remember this at all. Ethan told me my son, which this is great. It's great that your son, you're like, all right, I'm He's officially a grown ass worst. man. Knock he it off. Is. He's not 12. He just heard a giant crash. <laughs> and apparently, I hit a patch of something and uh, took a pretty good spill. And I can tell you, two days later, I am feeling it. I, my Ooh. entire right side of my body <sighs> took a hit. Do you think you did the full on Looney Tunes, like yes. slip? You become perpendicular with the ground and then slam right into it. Right down on the ground. Dude. Uh, Yeah. Woke up. My bed covered in blood. My hand is bleeding. Not the first time that's happened. (laughs) Exactly. So my first thought was, well, I definitely murdered an Uber driver last night. (laughs) Obviously. And then my question was, well, did you have to pay? And you were like, it happens before the ride. That was pretty upset. (laughs) Did you just look for an empty Prius out in front of your house that's just running with nobody in it? Doors open. Yeah. There's a bloody handprint. Weird footprints everywhere. Yeah. There's like a, there's a Himalayan wrappers everywhere. (laughs) Dear God. So yeah. That that was was inside baseball. Sorry. That's how I finished. So anybody. Anybody that was around Bobby that night, we'd like you to leave a voicemail so that we may Uh, piece together. Yeah, Yeah, we're trying to do some forensic fucking analysis on this. And don't worry about Ethan, man. If you're leaving him alone with walnuts all the time, he's going to be fine with you. Yeah. He's in the hands well, of I that do, I want to. That's the thing is, they would have never. If By the way, not for you in your situation, looks like a bag of assholes. Does well, he? You, he's when dying. you work fourteen Sorry. hours a day for twenty-eight days straight, yeah. Yeah. your body tells you to stop. I saw him on Christmas Eve, and when I said, "Hey, Walt," like, "Hey, Mike, Merry Christmas." When he looked at me, he looked at me as if he looked away from the battlefield in a trench in 1915 uh-huh. and then looked at me and was like, Merry Christmas. And then it was back to laser focused on everything is yeah, going the, wrong the, right the, now. The, the old timers used to call it shell shocked. Yes. They don't call that anymore. They call it PTSD. Uh, a thousand yard stare. Amen. Yeah. But, but wait, I, it, Walnuts and Ethan would have never have come together if it wasn't for your very specific situation where you needed somebody in one of the rooms. You could have Walnuts come over. I want to see the Walnuts and Ethan show. Because it seems like a, a like a odd couple kind of situation, but they must get along like. And we know who the Felix is. Yeah, we in this know situation. who the Felix is. <laughs> Ethan got up this morning. Um, our dryer broke, so we're waiting on that to get repaired. So he got up this morning. He went to the laundry mat and dropped his clothes off. Started a cycle. Went to Walmart and just bought cleaning products. Yeah, <laughs> just because it's time. Yeah. He was like, I, I'm buying this. I need a bucket. We need a mop. I, I, I These are like, all things the Van Noy's household does not Those have. are all things that the woman that lived there took with her because she probably said, well, I'm you, the only one that uses this shit anyway. So. Well, you got to have something to yeah, ride. To get, exactly you got to have something to ride on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, there's no brooms. Sorry, wow. that was just a softball. No, I, I didn't no. mean that. Stop it. I didn't mean mine either, but I did. My no, mind was. You meant no, it. I meant it, but mine was more of a dig on females in general, not just, not yeah. a specific one. Well, there's only, yours was specifically. <laughs> there's only so much you can pack on a broomstick. Hey, that's all I'm saying. Are you uh, are you feeling good about the new year, Bob, or what's happening? Yeah, I'm feeling great about because I know new you year. were a little little. You... I don't want to say you by your own words. You yes. were a little despondent. Yes. just a little. I'm not. I don't want to make it a. a 
this giant thing, but you were a little bit on the on the other side of feeling great. I believe the about exact it. red flag language that he used was, "I'm either gonna kill somebody else or myself tonight. Guess we'll see." Winky face emoticon. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> and, and, and then and then to no, wake the up winky with, faces in case the cops show up at my house. Right, and want to see your records. Take me to a sanitarium. Well, it's I'm like, no, I winky faced. And it, you're dude. the only motherfucker. You're the only dude. Get it? You're the only dude over the age of 30 that I know that still uses emoticons instead of just finding the emoji. You use no, I still type use them out. the type them out. You make you go through the whole. You must just be programmed in your brain to do the one with the guy shrugging because that's like 16 characters, isn't it? No, so I literally have a keyboard replacement set up oh, for okay. the shrug. So if I just type in shrug. Oh, my man. keyboard autom- automatically just gives me. It completely the... changes my whole profile of you because I figured that you were just like typing that oh, in one by one techie. each time. Oh, that'd be amazing! And I'm like, that's the type of person that Bobby is. That well, is him in a nutshell. This I don't all... even think you can do that on your phone. This all there's characters. No, in no, that. no, you think... can't do that. There, I don't think there's characters so, that. Wow! You'd, unless so, you install a different keyboard. Oh. The, the whole thing, the whole reason why I asked about how you're feeling about that is because when when I said Happy New Year, love you guys, you know, fairly just general, like, love you guys, happy, love New you Year. guys, happy New Year. <laughs> I got back the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, and um, amongst that was an explanation by Bobby. About the cons- metaphysical concept of time. Yeah, that's true. And what did you say? What, did, what was I'm going to read this shit out loud. What did you say? Because it was fucking great. Is it this that I don't feel deflated? In fact, I feel <laughs> yeah, kind of... Yeah, amazing. yeah. All right. <laughs> this is great. So, yeah, Aaron goes, have a great new year, boys. 21 is our year. And then Bobby's response is, I'm pretty highly incredulous about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's happy yeah. new year, boys. Yeah. And then my response, because I couldn't get mine out fast enough for him to like try to rain on the parade. So I was like, yes, sir. Happy new year, you buggers, which is a, a British word for ass fuckers. Yes. Yes. And then uh, Aaron goes, you know, you're trying to, you know, you're always That's trying to be the dad. because your phone autocorrected from the N-word. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> But I use the word prairie before it, so it's different. That doesn't make it. It actually makes it worse, It does make it worse. I never did that. Fuck you. So then Aaron, ever trying to be the the mediator slash father figure, is like, hard not to feel deflated, bub, but we owe it to ourselves and each other to keep this shit moving, yo, and our lives and our art. Love you. And then. (laughs) Which is just so magically. Delicious. Just it was like just Lucky Charms. it was just me trying to fucking pat you on the ass. Yeah, yeah. just trying to be like, you know, it's gonna be all right. For You're sure. the, you know. Okay, so read the response because it's my favorite thing in the world. Okay, so how much time do we have before the break? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Shut up. Honestly. All right, here we go. Bobby's response is, I don't feel, I don't feel deflated. <laughs> right. I said it just like you. Oh, I don't feel deflated. Yeah. In fact, I feel kind of inflated, but what I do feel is a gross sense of realism that we are making ourselves feel optimistic about some arbitrary number on a Gregorian calendar that literally doesn't mean a fucking thing yes. to a virus or a government or anything beyond our control. And I've literally been basically by myself for the last three months when I'm not listening to Walnut's piss and moan and complain about his job, and I'm feeling a little real. I'm not going to let it get in the way of my yard. <laughs> in fact... It's going to, wait. Oh, of your heart. year. No, that was a, yeah, was that it a was year? A voice to text thing. Oh. You guys love voice to text, but you don't go back and read. No, and I, I try to. I miss oh, it do? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, Bobby, I understand it's tough to go back through when you have an <laughs> essay here. When I'm not listening to Walnut's piss and moan about, <laughs> complain about his job and I'm feeling a little real, I'm not going to let it get in the way of my art. In fact, it's going to make my art fucking better. <laughs> 
But right now is our cholera. This is our black plague. This is our worst possible moment. And if it gets worse, then it's time to go jump off a fucking cliff somewhere. (laughs) Happy New Year! You guys are going... (laughs) You guys are doing the right thing. And you guys are being very conscientious. And I completely 100% fucking respect you guys. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. You have a mom and you have Donald and you have... Uh, and you need to take care of your people, but I don't have any of that. And I just get to sit here by myself every night. Like I'm sitting here right now and just fucking be miserable. And that's all I've done for fucking months. I can sprinkle in a few liaisons with some giant piece of shit, 20 something. That fucking, <laughs> that fucking makes me feel good for 15 minutes. And then I come right back to this fucking empty, cold shit show of a life. <laughs> Happy New Year! And it's made me so angry that I've alienated everyone in my fucking life because I can't keep my mouth shut because I want everyone to be as miserable as I am. And look at that. I just wrote my pearls of wisdom. <laughs> oh Happy my God. New Year is the next Happy message after New that. Year. And then you sent like fireworks, you know, no, the fireworks yeah. background right after that. I'm like, I, and in my mind, I'm like, I, do you, how do what do you say? Like you're, do you go like okay, cool, bud, winky emoji? <laughs> well, so I missed all that too. Like I had said the yes sir, Bob's what, and then just went to hang out with Katie and was ignoring oh, yeah. my phone. Oh yeah. And then so Aaron's response after Happy New Year was like, I can respect that. My you love ellipses, so I'm going to pause for the proper amount of time. <laughs> I can respect that, my dude. <laughs> Understood. That's it. <laughs> That's it. I want to be. The, I, I want the best for you, and I'm certain this too shall pass. And in the meantime, I'm hoping for the inevitable relief. You're too smart for me to give you some rah rah BS. So just know I care about you, brother. And then your immediate response is, "I'm gonna kill myself or someone else." I guess we'll see how the night goes. Either way, I end up in the Herald tomorrow, and Sean can comment this is on it. Literally, <laughs> this is literally our relationships in a microcosm, and I hope wow. you people enjoy it. I kind of forgot about that exchange. Oh, that is fucking awesome. So then there's some back and forth. And then at a certain point, I'm just like, love you, boys. And that was my only response after all that shit happened. I (laughs) didn't read any of it. That was it. And then so right after that, I was like, "Uh, there was a lot I missed at dinner. Um, (laughs) Be sure that if either of you end up in the Herald, I will be heavily involved in the comment thread. (laughs) Of course you will. Defending you. Till my last canceling breath. Wonderful. Till I get canceled. I don't care if he fucking drowned all those kids, all right? That's my boy. (laughs) At Chudwick Boseman. At least he didn't fuck them. Chudwick Boseman. (laughs) Ah, wait. I just read the new headline. He did fuck them. He did fuck (laughs) (laughs) them. I fucked Um, him, then he drowned him. Well, look. Better than the other way around. The holidays can be a time of distress. They can. For a lot of people. They can. Yes. I've had many a holiday feeling like that, buddy. I handled this in every wrong way. <laughs> I could have done something productive and healthy. But and, no, 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 no. You do what you needed to do for yourself. You know, I think. and I had been doing really great at that. I mean, I'm consistently seeing a therapist. Yes. I'm consistently taking care of myself and I'm drinking way fucking less. And then I just decided the holidays, just, it was fucking on. Yep. It was on. And yeah. I lost six to nine people out of my life probably because Seriously? I am just- I don't uh, think you needed them. Six to nine? No, I definitely don't need them. You don't need them. But I, I mean, I can, I have a blistering. Oh, because you don't remember. So you're like, ah, it's got to be somewhere in between six and nine. Well, ish. We like to call that the ish. Did you, so since you're, you said that the therapy was cognitive in, in uh, nature Mm -hmm. to a certain point. (laughs) So does that, does that involve like trying to identify 
okay, so I was doing really good. I was doing really good. What was the trigger moment? What was the push me over the edge? Was it like, oh, I got a text from blank person who always you're getting into trouble with or something and so you went over there it's like, that what time of it? year sean between the his brother and his mom and yeah I mean, dude you have nobody around here i can't imagine being in a town this small and this closed down at that moment yeah like, and then it's rough i mean i do have my son with me which is amazing see, i just but don't really get saying. to see him I, I know and yeah. you're also living with fucking ebenezer fucking wicked <laughs> you know <laughs> You're Ebenezer <laughs> retarded. Yeah, he'll say some shit like that I don't understand because I don't know how pizzas get made. But he'll be like, <laughs> you know, and it's fucking nine fifteen, and I look up and we're down to fucking four skins, and we got to fucking do, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm that like? That sounds oh. about right. And I'm like, oh, god, you're like, I don't oh know my god, that means but you're like, I want to kill myself, <laughs> <laughs> or or somebody else, or someone else. How can I fucking stop you from talking right now? Sir, anyway, oh, booze, great. Here, um. He's yeah. fucking beautiful. He's a beautiful man. He is. Um, and Bobby, trust me when I say 21 will be better. And if you don't believe me, you don't have to. I, I, uh, I believe you. Okay. I'm just saying that. I know that in my soul of souls. And trust we're not me. expecting this year. I've voice. seen all these memes and other sentiments to this. Like this year doesn't, doesn't have to be fantastic. This year has one fucking job. Be one notch above the Amen. last year. Be better than last be year. One Especially notch. for yourourselves. Because some people this year are going to have a worse year than last year. Some people yeah. are going to have a better year. It's all relative. If you've been but wondering, your... do I do I drown the kids? Do I finally drown them in the bathtub say it was an accident? Fucking do it. No, you missed your and chance. And decrease that the would've... surplus population. No, you should have done that April, June because the police force were fucking figuring shit I've out. I've definitely started to relate more to that uh, Alabama lady that put her kids in the freezer. Right. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it's slower and more painful. I, I just understand how you can feel beset upon. <laughs> I got. I am beset <laughs> by children's. I got three words for you. Snake handling Episcopalians. That's all I have for you. Do with it what you want. I don't know what you're going to do with it. Uh, guys, do you, did we did we manage to procure? We got a sponsor. We got to pay the bills. Boys. Fucking A right, dude. Yeah, we're starting off 21 good. Sometimes we don't know. When am I getting my money? Is it 600 or 2,000 or what? With all of the unanswered questions about the stimulus, we can all use some help and we could all use it now. Introducing Stimulus. All your critical stimulus updates in far less of the time. To sign up, all you have to do is download the app, enter your social security number, blood type, and a short list of your fears. And within seconds, your stimulus management dashboard appears, displaying if you qualify, how much you're getting, and when. And it's not just a stimulus management app. It's also a social media platform. Share 15-second videos of how you're spending your free money with your friends and fam. Oh, check out the new dead tires, bruh! Killing the snow bike game, shredding the pow! So, I totally shouldn't tell you that I'm gonna buy more cocaine, but I've already bought a lot more cocaine. Well, it's $600, so I guess I can feed part of my family. And maybe get little Jojo her Scarlet Ricketts medication. But if she dies, I'm getting a fucking jet ski. Woo! Stim you less. Available on Apple App Store or Google Play now. Illegal in most states and countries.
We are back from the break, everybody. Wow. We're going to get to a voicemail we have from one of our wonderful listeners out there. And if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 970-426-5344. Happy New Year. 970-426-5344. Call us on that hotline now. Leave us something funny, something cool. Suggest a movie. Call Aaron Fat. Fuck your calendar, honky. <laughs> or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreal@gmail.com or on Facebook and Instagram at whiskeyreal. Now, we do have one voicemail, um, and I don't know what's happening. And then I realized what's happening like 10 seconds into it, right. and I wanted to mail a pipe bomb to our phantom voice. <laughs> wow, dude. Don't say that on air. I said I wanted to. I didn't say I was going Fucking to. Fucking Kaczynski. I thought about it. Thanks. They're easy to make. Go Home Depot. Here, I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody how to make one. The right. Uniflounder, Ready? dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's my new name forever now. Let's get to the voicemail from none other than John Brown. Whenever I get doomy with the state of the world, I think Ooh, about the arrival yeah. state of Heathrow Airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. General opinion is starting to make out oh. that we live in a world of hatred and greed. But I don't see that. Seems yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. Often it's not particularly Ooh, dignified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always there. Oh, fuck. My phone's on. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, that was embarrassing. Um, I was just uh, watching Love Actually, you know, uh, Christmas time and all. Um, uh, here's why I was actually calling it. Sorry, Hans. I didn't get that message. All right, John, I take back what I said before, because originally all I heard was just love actually in the background because we were listening to it as a group and I don't think we could hear you jerking off. I don't. Does do you ever climax to that? Movie? No, I'm not. Or so is mad. it just are you in a, a what's that called when they do the like they bring you to oh, they call it edging. Yeah. Right? When they're edging them, you know, like you bring yeah. you to the moment of climax and then you pull back. Yes, Love actually is an hour and a half of edging. <laughs> Isn't it? It's awful. It's, it's awful. not a good movie. Um, we're going to talk. 2021 is the year of um, hate, actually. That's going to be our new movement. Great. We're going we're gonna to kill this. Now that tired ass cast is going to get back together. Sans Rickman, because, you know. You know. And one of my. Do a hate, actually. One of my most loved tweets. <laughs> I know which I hate saying that. Why? Was responding to uh Bill Lawrence, creator of Scrubs. Scrubs. And, uh, uh uh what's the new one? It's great. Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Great goddamn show. Anyways, I follow Bill Lawrence. He's on the podcast with the the Scrubs boys all the time. Mm-hmm. So, but anyways, someone had made a comment about Love Actually and Bill Lawrence's response was um it's all about heart or something like that and I responded to him like I really fucking hope you're kidding because that movie is the Michael Bay version of a romantic comedy. It is. (laughs) (laughs) And that fucking thing, God, I I don't know, so many fucking hearts just came flooding in. I'm like, holy shit. It got retweeted a couple times, which has never happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, usually his stuff is unretweetable. Oh, no, you're not going to retweet. I mean, you guys heard my text messages. most of your tweets are just (laughs) like... My tweets are way darker. Most of your tweets are screaming into the void about the dolphin specifically. Luckily, they are. Luckily, they have a character limitation on that. They, right. they, yeah, they <laughs> okay, have, just yeah. saying. Is it 280? 280 now? Yeah, I usually get to 280. Yeah. Oh, I know you do, mm-hmm. son. Yeah. 
And then it just goes into the red, and I send the fucker anyway. He so just do it. Figure out the rest, you cunts. <laughs> you know where I was going. You know where I'm this. going with that. Yeah. You knew the rest said, I'm killing myself or somebody else. <laughs> I'm not sure which. <laughs> Winky face. Winky face. That's what you were really saying. Gentlemen's. Void. Gentlemen's is is. Um, I, I don't know if you guys over the last couple of weeks have like listened to some stuff, and there was some stuff I definitely wanted to come into this cast with music wise that I was very excited about and um we had to hard tack after the new year uh, yeah. because something happened and it doesn't you know there this isn't you know this isn't princess diana dying or anything for you guys it's way but more important to yeah, me it's than way that more it's way more socially bitch. relevant to me i got this <laughs> i got this as soon as it was announced because it wasn't upon the time of his death um uh, we got word that uh, a very popular, transcendent, important artist passed away, and his stage name was MF Doom. Uh, and and it's hard to kind of contextualize how important this guy was to music, to hip hop. But um, as soon as I got the message that it was announced that his wife um, put out the fact that he did pass away on October thirty first. Um, MF Doom was an important guy. And the first thing that I thought of is I got to text these guys and tell them and that, that this is, you know, basically putting, putting a red ribbon of assholeness on 2020. I don't know. We all, it was weird. We usually talk about what we're going to do. Hey, what are you going to play? Whose turn is it to play something? It was almost like unwritten. We all knew we were just going to come in and we were going to do um, MF Doom tracks that were important to us posthumously because he has never been spoken about enough um and and we're gonna go down a little bit of a rabbit hole on mf doom and how important he was to art because there's some stuff outside of the fact that he was an incredible mc an incredible producer um he was just an important artist and I'd, i'll touch on that in a little bit but anyway i i for me it was a crushing thing because this is, gentleman was 49 when he passed away i'm 48 he's like <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm a year away. Um, so enjoy the podcast. Uh, but but it was it was crazy to think that this guy was still putting out relevant music as as early as a month ago with Flying Lotus. Yep. Um, yep. He did Lunch Break, which was dope as shit. And and this guy was not going to stop collaborating and stop making music. So the, it was a great loss within the context of that. He um, was he was such an enigmatic figure i can't think of a better word than in that enigma. In, in that world <clears throat> that he got overlooked in a weird way to a degree to and a that degree. would probably we had talked about how uh we all love aesop here too but aesop and mf doom there seems to be some kind of rift between their fans and when i say that that means it's specifically mf doom fans that hate on aesop rock and i think it's because aesop's got a lot more play and been he's got a lot more fame then MF Doom and arguably they're on the same level when yes it comes no. to that kind of yes and no art. Yes and no. MF was known and you know famously, as we like to say here on the Realist, um, famously is your favorite MC's favorite MC. Yep. Um, yeah. That was kind of put down in in a in a Facebook post years ago, and it's kind of held. And he is everybody from Nas, uh, Tyler the Creator, mm -hmm. um, obviously, um, you know, Q Tip. Uh, name it. Uh, anybody that you like, uh, Iron, you know, Open Mike Eagle, uh, fucking, you know, you you've got guys that just go down the list of MCs and most every, most most, most sure. famous. And you know what a beautiful thing most Def said about him, which was I think 
sums it up. He goes, he made weird music that understood how weird I was. Mm, like it, right, it right. spoke to his weirdness. It spoke to a little uh, dark corner in who you are as a person that nobody ever really did before. And coming out, Originally, he was in KMD, causing much damage in the late 90s. I remember them coming out because I was a big fan of third base. Um, Not just because they're white, everybody. Stop it. Um, He was on the Gas Face, which is one of the first singles off the Cactus album. He did a big verse on that. That's where we were introduced to Zev Love X, who later became MF. And then they put out Mr. Hood, which was KMD's first album, which was actually kind of an underground hit. Mm -hmm. I had some good stuff. Then his brother died. Um, his brother died in a traffic accident. They had already released a second album that subsequently got shelved because of controversial album cover. Plus the label dropped him because his brother died. Um, he the label the, dropped him because yeah, his brother died. Yeah. Because he was the other MC in the group. Uh, so they were like, welcome to the late eighties hip hop, sir. Um, <laughs> yeah, they don't give a fuck. Uh, but dropped him eight years later after living on park benches and being partially homeless. He released in 1999 Operation Doomsday and thus began the new career of MF Doom, which is a lot of people think it's motherfucking Doom, but it's Metal Face. Um, And and when he produces, it's Metal Fingers, homie. Uh, This guy can't even I was talking to Rex about this and I had talked to her a week ago about this because within the black community, MF outside of MCs, he (laughs) nobody knows MF. Um, now, well, it, it, so Bustos introduced me to him, of course. Yeah. And <laughs> the shocking. crazy thing is, is on Halloween, Bustos sent me a photo of him dressed up as MF Dune on Halloween. And we didn't even fucking know. And I was like, that's fucking eerie, dude. And he loved him. Like the first thing I ever heard of MF Doom was like mm, food. And I was like, is this really just a whole album that's just wilding out on fucking food? Like he's so weird yeah, and niche. It's awesome. The, the, the beautiful thing about MF, um, his name was Daniel... Dumale. Yeah. Uh, by the way, that's where Doom comes from. It's not, but the fact that he was able to weave that into a, 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 a comic book character. And when I tell you, he was the first, he was the first guy to sample um, commercials and cartoons. Superhero and cartoons. He, he was, he, and he built a universe. We talk a lot here about Marvel universe and DC universe. This guy built a universe within hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, he built, he, he became Victor Vaughn, which was his younger contemporary that was battling for Doom's success. He became King Ghidra, who is the three headed monster that, that fought uh, fucking Godzilla. Yeah, Ghidorah. Uh, right? Yeah. Ghidra, Ghidorah, Ghidra, like yeah. whatever. Depends Same on set. the era. But, but there's a guy that collabed with, uh, you know, Danger Mouse, collabed with JJ. Collabed with, with Master Ace, collabed with, well, more importantly, and we'll get to what would be considered his best album of all time, which is Mad Villainy. Mm-hmm. Um, 2004. Which is two, 2004, man. Um, Mad Villain um, became a thing and has subsequently been, I think, unarguably considered one of the top 10 hip hop albums of all time, rightfully yeah. so. Uh, but so, it's super nerdy. It's not approachable to uh, the masses, this, you know? That's you, what's so great about it. Do you it. know what made MF different? MF came out in a time, was pre- uh, Biggie, Puffy, um, you know, polka dots and dancing and partying. And I saw, I saw crack and I fuck bitches. 
and that was party music. That was fine. And that was years and years of hip hop. When Operation Doomsday came out in 99, it was the beginning of that. And his whole emphasis was to create a persona that had nothing to do with him. Like I've heard a lot of people say, you don't want to hear Zev Love X rapper talk. You want to hear MF Doom, the character. And he was a villain. He was ready to take over the world. Mm -hmm. And that became his persona. He was one of the first guys to really embrace an alter ego and then subsequently ran rampant through hip hop. Yeah. And he was, he seemed like he was more in the vein of like Deltron or Doc Ock maybe. Or... Well, Doc Ock was, that would have been the only guy that I would say that MF looked up to was mm. cool. Keith. Yeah. Do, which was Doc Ock, which is the first guy to use a comic book yeah. or black Elvis. That was the guy. That, and he had a hammer. He had a, he had a, he had a um, album called hamburger or some shit. So like even the reference of food, yeah. it was very in, much an homage to cool Keith from Ultramagnetic MCs, which from back in the day, he was kind of the first weird oddball. Yeah. Don't know where to fucking put him MC. Yeah. And, um, you know, fucking doom lived on the streets for eight years and then re, ignited and reinvitalized himself after eight years of being nobody in hip hop came back as MF and, you know, over the course of the next ever, and especially those first three albums, you had operation doomsday mm, food and mad villainy. Um, any, which we want to slice any of those albums became some of the most important albums in hip hop. It changed the tempo. It changed the timbre of where hip hop was. It's not about bitches and hoes. It was more introspective and hyper visual. And the rhyme schemes were always, you know, a lot of people like to call him a one, one note, you know, guy, uh, the way his rhyme flow is. But if you break down how he rhymed, it the intricacies and the visualization Light, and the existentialism are so we're talking about a predecessor of Aesop. Yep. So when I hear those those sad ass Doom fans that are 27 years old that weren't even alive by the fact when he released his first album, yeah, fuck yourselves, dude. You don't have any idea who this guy was or what he went through. And yeah, he has sick rhymes and sick beats. But outside of that. Don't ever compare anybody to anybody, man. You just learned how to pee in a toilet. So shut your fucking <laughs> mouth, dude. Like, this guy was more important than that. But don't pit apples to oranges. No, it's stupid. Don't, don't do it, man. They're two different guys doing two different beautiful things. They're not mutually exclusive. Art. And I love both Amen. of them. Amen. And I, yeah, Amen. I've always loved both of them. I didn't even know this shit existed. And when I heard about it, I was like, that's dumb. Well, Next. And <laughs> we'll get it to it later, but I mean, they obviously had like a, a mutual respect for each other. hundred oh, percent. Well. So like, yeah. why well, in the fuck are you guys fucking casting smoke over the fucking whole situation? Dude, hip hop's all about manufactured beef and selling you records. Know? There's right. been manufactured beef forever where they're behind the scenes friends, but they're making beef. Look what happened with him and Freddie Gibbs. Mm -hmm. They actually worked together, but Gibbs came out and said, I'm a better hip. I'm a better MC than MF. It, but he was tongue in cheek and the MF fans went nuts. They went crazy. And started pasting Freddie Gibbs. It's like, you fucking little suburban white kids got no idea what the fuck you're talking about. You got yeah. none. So don't, don't. Yes, little suburban white kids, go back to cutting yourself to get noticed by mommy and Yeah, Daddy. isn't 30 Seconds to Marshall a band? Go listen to that. And by the way, if you have beef with Doom or Aesop or, or, or El Producto or any of these fucking dudes that we talk about on this podcast time and time and time again, mm -hmm. it's because you're not fucking them, dude. They are fucking operating in another level. Mm-hmm. Doom was that guy. Dude, not only did he form a universe for himself with multiple different characters within the universe, he was the first MC, and he got a lot of blowback, and I understand why, that would send out Doom bots to do his performances. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he would, but think about it. 
you were worshiping a, a character, and that character's MF Doom, and that guy's a supervillain to take over the world. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he send out fucking Doom bots to do performance live performances? Well, for they, it when fits you say Doom bots. You it, mean no, like other people other just doing people it? Other people pretending. Famously, Hannibal Burris did it, at, pretending yes. yeah. to be fucking MCs at concerts. So you have the crowd going, "Fuck you." We want Doom, real Doom. And then they would go and rob all the merchandise. And it's like, you guys are forgetting the art. Like, this guy was one of the first fucking expressionist artists in hip hop. Where he He's was. He's the Andy Kaufman of hip hop. Dude, listen to me. <laughs> he created a persona yeah. that sent out fucking robots to do his bidding. It's almost perfectly on brand. It yeah. is. He's a super yeah. villain. You don't fucking get it. They don't get it because they don't get, get it. get it. And I understand. And that's the reason they love it so much. I don't understand it. Therefore, no, they it must be this higher echelon thing. I mean, just because I don't understand it, it's better. Exactly. It's that whole thing. If I don't understand it, it must be better and there's a lot of people walking around mf's the best mc of all time and i'm not going to argue with you he's definitely in the conversation i'm not going to argue with you but i told you guys when he passed and i found out about it that's one of my top three yep and it's hard to argue against that um just from an mc level the way he changed the game um he was a producer as well his first two records were produced by himself however that third one it was hard because i wanted to go against mad villainy and do a song from another album. But when you listened, and I listened to it twice today just to because I listen to it like once a month. That's so weird. I had just bought it around Halloween. Remember I told you? Yeah. I was like, I just bought Mad Dude, Villainy. Do you know, do you know what Mo said? Do you know what Mo said? What? He said when that shit came out, I bought the album. I bought the vinyl. I didn't have a record player. I just stared at the <laughs> fucking cover. <laughs> Fuck yeah, right. dude. And that's most fucking deaf. Yeah. Who might arguably be another top tenor. Mm-hmm. So you got these guys that are like, what we would consider the best of the best, um, looking at doom and putting him on a pedestal they he built his own pedestal for a number of different reasons and we'll play a few tracks off of that i'm sorry i know i've been hogging the mic but we're just doing one well we needed you to carry it's the rest of the episode we want you to shut the fuck up on aaron when we're talking about hip-hop that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen but uh, but but yeah i just this is one guy that i even again i was in a car with rex and Ho cakes came on which i could have easily played Ho cakes but um i'm gonna do a different song that just touches me but i explained to her and she didn't even know who mf was and this is a girl that grew up in compton in the 80s and has been in the club scene and listened to music her whole life this is what i'm saying this guy is still an enigma and the fact that they held his death from the public for two months Mm. only buys more into the fact that he's an enigma and because he's such an enigma i have a feeling that we're going to get more MF Doom content per capita over the next couple years yeah. than we've gotten. Prolific. He's got to have shit just stacked. He was prolific as fuck. He did so many collabs. Oh, yeah. Like, like he, when he wasn't rhyming, he was producing. When he wasn't producing, he was rhyming. Somebody, and he was doing both. And everybody wanted to work with him. You mm-hmm. only need to go look at some performances where you got guys like Earl Sweatshirt and Tyler in the crowd geeking on the fact <laughs> that MF's on stage. The, these are the guys that turn stars into fans Mm -hmm. is mf doom dude i don't know any other way to say it he was so important to the culture and to expanding what we thought hip-hop was with thuggery and everything else he was just better than everybody at what he did and he's been copied ever since and that's a best form of you know what the thing i see that gets copied the most of his is uh shortly after 
um food, I started to see a lot of people robbing his uh, cover art style. Everybody was For like, sure. that's dope. And then they started, it's pretty much an MF Doom cover, except you just don't have the Dr. Doom style metal face mask. And I'm like, dude, you guys are all just riding his coattails. Because he's a, he's everybody's favorite MC's you favorite got, MC. You got guys like Capital Steez and Joey Badass from like earlier on that were considered icons now that have copied him. He, they just did a, he just, and by the way, if you haven't heard this, he just did this metal face album with mm-hmm. Zarface. Mm-hmm. Um, about a year ago, that was ago. fucking dope, dude. Like, listen, the guy's no joke. He's the oh, he's weird. Not everybody's cup of tea, but you would do a lot worse than to listen to what he's trying to say. Talk about economy of words. He doesn't need to paint he a is picture. The Blake Crouch, Jesus, of nerdy, the Blake Crouch of hip hop. <laughs> You're welcome, Blake. Uh, Who's but, Blake uh, Crouch? Blake Crouch is the is Michael the MF Jordan Doom. of science fiction writers. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to keep going down this rabbit hole. Who's Michael um, Jordan? Get the fuck out. <laughs> He's the uh, second best basketball player of all time from what uh, I've heard. From what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. So, Aaron, let's start with you then. Let's go with your song, man. It was hard to get away from Mad Villainy just because if it... And then we can talk about Mad Lip. It's, I don't want to... Rabbit hole. Madlib's one of the best producers out of the West Coast that you've never heard of or might have. He's also Quasimodo, who released He's albums and dope. Favorite DJ's favorite DJ. <laughs> yeah, dude. But but like I say, Rhyme Sayers is more East Coast or Midwest. Stone's Throw is our West Coast version of everything backpack. Yeah. Um, they yeah. represent backpack for the West Coast now. It used to be a little bit different, but but it this took 20 minutes to bring up backpack. 100%. Um, I'm glad we did that. Thanks. We restrained. Um, I, I think I called them the godfather of backpack, even though there were guys before him that would have started. Yeah, but. This really got nerdy. He didn't course. talk about hoes. He didn't talk about drugs. He didn't, aside from smoking blunts and trying to fuck a girl, which is what we all are going oh, through. I mean, that's just But, but at the time, it I mean, was. You could argue, at the argue t- that Wu-Tang was fucking. At the time, it was Biggie. And, you know, yeah. like, it was these big grand characters. And mm-hmm. MF was just almost felt like a, a child trying to figure out his life. And it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. So for me, now, Mad Villainy, you'll love this, 22 tracks. They're all like two minutes, which makes it awesome. Um, some of the best beat making you will ever hear in your life. The one that struck me, and it has this decrescendoed fucking piano drop. It's hard to get away from for me. It always hit me the most out of, and you've got Raid on this album, and Meat Grinder, and there's a ton of amazing songs on this. And it was hard to pick one. I almost called Sean eight times to try to change it, but I figured I'm going to stick to my guns. This was my gut pick. This is all fucking caps. So when you spell his name, you use all caps, son. That's what's up. So nasty that it's probably somewhat of a travesty having me. Then he told the people you can call me your majesty. Keep your battery charged. He know it won't stick, yo. And it's not his fault you kick slow. Should've let your trick hold, chick hold your sick glow. Plus nobody couldn't do nothing once he let the brick go. And you know I know that's a bunch of snow. The beat is so butter. Peep the slow cutter as he uttered a calm flow. Don't talk about my mom, yo. Sometimes he rhyme quick, sometimes he rhyme slow, or vice versa. Whip up a It's so fucking good. But, and that, like you said, it's the first time that they were using those kind of clips from cartoons and stuff. But yeah. I think the reason that I, that like suburban millennials that are now 37 That's years why. old, like me, love it is because 
We're such nerds. I loved any hip hop that used like 1970s, 1980s television theme music or something odd that doesn't belong in a hip hop song like that music in there. Like those the the fucking it sounds like it's taken off of a commercial, a sample off of like a 70s commercial. Well, yeah, he used like Thunder the Barbarian yeah. shit. Yep. He used like some really obscure stuff. It's Mad nostalgia. Malib before is, nostalgia was cool. He was doing nostalgia. And that's why shit. it struck with the suburban community because it was nerdy and the black community at the time was dealing with a lot of like the the big willy shit yeah. they were dealing with like you know rolls royces and furs and guys dancing and busta with the like expanded fisheye lens with gold and Fucking this was a very shit. this was a very uh, this was so outside of the boxes what was Wait. happening at the time and a lot of those a lot of those um themes resonated with white kids it was comic books and weird drops and it, it, but but musically that decrescendo piano with the flutes and then the horns madlib is a fucking genius and outside yeah. of jay dilla it's hard for me to think of another dude that can fuck with him by virtue of just pure like sample power and just being able to be like the the thing is is matt madlib does sound like that to a degree a lot of his mixes and everything yeah. but madlib is just like he's a chameleon he's like i want to bring out you that is the when Madlib's with MF. That's the most MF MF is with regards to the beat supporting feels the lyrics. Like it it and, and, feels like it to me, and, and, and because it, it's so similar in certain respects to all of the other beats on 100%. his other albums and stuff. But at the same time, it's like you're here to do the Mad. You're you're here to do the MF Doom show, you know. And they they want to. It's not like hey, you're here to do the MF Doom show, motherfuckers, to do it. They're like. Dude, I'm here to just do whatever you want and, and be part of this weird, nerdy world. MF didn't even hear of Madlib before the phone call. <laughs> he got a phone call from Butter Peanut Butter Wolf and was like, dude, I got this kid Madlib that's sick. You want to work with him? He's like, yeah, let me check him out. And then Mad Villainy happened. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they, I think they're doing like mushrooms for three days in a Magic. studio. That's <laughs> great. Anyway, that's I, it was hard to pick one. It's Sophie's choice yeah. on these because they're all my children. But I'll what go do you next think? if you want. So this song is called That's That. I wanted to do a newer one, or I guess kind of newer. I know he just put out something in 2018 with Zarface, but this is from 2009, and it is from the album Born Like This. This song is like the song that comes pops up in my head when someone says MF Doom. It's a combination of the lyrics and but mostly the beat. Something about this beat gets stuck in my head, and I love the lyrics. They're very existential, as per usual. This was another song I was going to do. I didn't know what album, but Gazillionaire. Oh, yeah. That's maybe the biggest hitter on this album but i love that's that man that's like that this is you're gonna dig this beat a lot everybody. oh i love this male sickest ninja injury this century enter plea lend sympathy to limper simple salmon ramen mcs trees is free please leave a key these meager fleas he's the breeze and she's the bees knees for she's G's of G's, seize property, shopper sprees, chop the cheese, drop the grease to stop diseases. G whiz paw, doom rock grandma like the kumbaya. Mama was a whole hopper, papa was a rolling stone star like Obama, pull a car like old drama. Civil liberties, these little titties, abilities riddle me, middle C. Give an MC a rectal hysterectomy, lecture on removal of the bowels. Give an MC a rectal hysterectomy. That's amazing. I love that. He shit. was able to. He was able to to string words and rhyme schemes. And granted, this is cute tap dance shit that he's doing. But he was actually able to, within the context of that, say something. Sometimes you're just stringing words together because they rhyme, and I get that, and that's fun to listen to the like verbal acuity of like an MC. But he was literally saying stuff within the context of all that. If you break that down and break it out line by line, he was saying a full sentence. He's just saying it in doom speak. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like he was singing in his way. And but you understand it. It's like an abbreviate it's like reading a stenographer at the courts where you read it and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And then it literally adds up to a sentence. <laughs> it's yep. so weird, dude. God, he was magic. That kid was such magic. Such magic. So Bobby, what did you bring to the table song wise? Well, so we started having this conversation. I was hungover and having a conversation with a young lady friend, and she's a huge Doom fan. Really? And um, yeah, that is her favorite MC. And we started. Sounds like that's a very superficial favorite MC. She doesn't know what the fuck she's talking about. Wow. (laughs) Out the box hard, Sean. Jesus Christ. I don't like her already. (laughs) I already hate her. (laughs) We're here to choose for a shit. I know, right? Jesus. (laughs) Fuck her, though. Um, <laughs> she doesn't get to be oh my god I'm turning into a bad MF Doom fan I'm like nope she yep. doesn't get to be an MF Doom fan dude it's just for us I'm telling you right now MF Doom fans and we talked about this probably uh-huh. before are, you go on your story they are terrible one of the worst hip hop fans of all time yeah they're bad no, they're they, horrible they own it in a way that's very uncomfortable yeah and, very- <laughs> and it's fuck fuck you half of them were fucking born 10 years after he started his career yeah and you act like you've been ride or die the whole time yeah. stop it Go yeah. back go back to the cut. Not that you can't like something that you weren't alive for. I get it. I like Led Zeppelin. I wasn't around. Get it. Yeah. Okay. But still, shut up. So go on. Bobby. Well, so we discussed earlier this sort of weird rift between Aesop Rock fans and yeah. MF Doom. And I, I, I thought, well, fuck it. Like, let's square the circle a little bit and bring these two guys together because they do have mutual respect and they have collaboration. 100%. And... They do not have similar styles at all. I think they're very two very fucking different MCs, which I think really I'm, very this, different. This is not like the greatest M- similar MF lanes. Doom, uh, a track that you're ever going to hear. Yeah, but I love the the play between Aesop and and MF Doom on Blacklist because it, it, they have a, di- a different dynamic. I think, and I think it played well together. Them together sounds fun. You know, because you know, they're on like, the same lane, but they're not the same. You know, like there's eight different kinds of curry. Yeah. And they're all different, but they're all curry. But they're all curry. These motherfuckers are all curry, man. Like, so to say that they're like different, I get from a delivery pattern and sure. the way they build the rhyme pattern, but they're <laughs> they're more similar than they're different. That's true. I, I can agree with that. Uh, but we talked a, about it. A, we talked about it earlier, level, like yeah. his economy of verse. Is not Aesop. Aesop will flood you. Mm-hmm. Just drown you. Drown you and say, fuck it. We're not putting a hook in this. In verbosity. Song. And honestly, MF, and I was going to say this before, MF is the first MC to get the kind of play that he did without a hook. Without hooks. There is, he is the first guy to do what he did without a hook. We used Slow. to think you had to have a rhyme and a hook. And that was how you that built the song. Yep. And MF went in and went, nah, bro, I'm good. Nah. And Aesop, much in the same way. Very much in the same yeah. way. Mm-hmm. So similar but different. Ain't yeah, no for hooks, sure. Man. 100%. Ain't got no hooks, man. 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 My flows used to practice, even so we still top choice off the track list. As far as I know, we've been blacklist for as long as the earth rotates on a 23 degree axis. Now, some of the misadventures of a father's crop I provide a child's slouching See, I'ma stop that gut reaction Bound to shackles When a battle runs in circles Like royal clouds with battles Hoped in a 
Well, it's nice to hear, uh, much like Freddie Gibbs was considered a rival as well. It, nobody's a rival with this guy. This guy's universally considered one of the best MCs of all time. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to talk about. Granted, he wasn't Mad Lib or Jay Dilla or, or DJ Premier or fucking, you know, he wasn't Pete Rock or he wasn't considered the upper echelon of producers in hip hop. But goddamn, go listen to fucking mm Food and tell me that's not filled with good tracks. And that's one of those things where you want to listen to the whole album. It's a concept yeah. album. Listen to They're the entire all concept thing. They're albums. all concept albums. And even going into, like I said, Victor Vaughn and going into King Ghidorah and mm-hmm. going into all those things, these were all characters. He built a universe. He was the first artist in hip-hop to build a literal Marvel universe for himself and extended it into reality. Imagine if in Marvel, like... They did a live show of Marvel and nobody showed up and they had replacements because that was part of the character in the fake fiction. Like he extended this into reality and I know it upsets some Doom fans and he gets a lot of hate because of that. But think of it from an artistic standpoint. That's how you can tell they're not really Doom fans. How dope is that though? The real Doom fans go, that's fucking clever. Then again... Taking people's money for a concert and not sending you out there. It, that's not little, cool either, right? Not I'm not saying not cool. it was, but think about just the audacity of what he was trying to put out there artistically. And to I be just, fair, I've, I've been to enough social distortion shows that there's times I wish Mike Ness wouldn't have shown the fuck up. Right? I don't think even when he was there, <laughs> that being said, um, God bless you. Rest in power. My yeah, friend, um, first thing I heard when I saw this article is I looked at Rex and I was like, I think I'm going to get an MF tattoo mm-hmm. just where nobody can see it. And I'm not douchey. Fuck that. Um, get the metal face on your face face. Oh my God. That's so sick. Oh my God. You'll then be able I, to totally get a job. Yeah. Then I can fucking uh, deliver for Jabos. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to get into, <laughs> can we get, Hey Sean, can you play that shots? Fire. something? <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're gonna go clutch your pearls. Clutch think, them pearls. I think. I think them. maybe we should do the the same uh, order that we did for the body. So, Sean, do you want to go? I'll first? go first. So as I clutch my big, hairy, sweaty pearls of wisdom. Oh. As we took this time off, and my energy wasn't as focused each week on like local issues and being mad at other people for not thinking the way that I do and doing the things I think they should do. Uh, with regards to you know the way we went pretty hard after those restaurants locally that. Um, we're going to open up defying the regulations. Um, I don't want to apologize for how we went after him, really, because I, I, I still believe that what I said was correct. But I've kind of over the last few weeks been trying to really put myself in other people's shoes and realize that there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of bad going on. Um, so empathy is something that we're all kind of short on, especially when something terrible like this happens, we all start to look inward and we only see, I need to do this. I need to look after me and my own and fuck everybody else. That's our primal instinct. That's how we fucking evolved. You know, that's kind of how we look at things. So I'm starting to just try to look at other people's perspectives and be in their shoes. That might sound like a tired clutch of pearls, something that's very general. It's just something I've been focused on for the last few weeks. Try to put myself in other people's shoes and be less hateful. Unless it's funny and on the podcast and directed at Rick. So (laughs) (laughs) it's totally fine if you're going after the world's most glamorous douchebag. Dude, there's a rhinestone shortage in North America. Friend of the podcast, Rick. You can mine them from his pants. I believe if you were to collect all the rhinestones, you can make a telescopic filter that would draw the sun's heat into one place and burn 
a hole through the core of the earth oh, with damn. all of his rhinestones. You could have just um, shortened it and been like, if you just went to his closet, you could you could decorate a uh, Liberace museum with just his pants. Why would you just dazzle when you can bedazzle? Any um, grown man that has bedazzled jeans yeah. is, needs to take a long fucking look in the mirror. If yeah. you want to sell all of your affliction and shirts stop letting that your girlfriend you no longer... Dress yeah. <laughs> if you have Ed Hardy hats... True religion jeans or affliction shirts that you'd like to dispose of. Yeah. You can reach him at. <laughs> um anyway. <laughs> it's a new year. Whatever. What are you gonna do? It's like like Bobby said, it's just a it's Gregorian some arbitrary, it's some arbitrary Gregorian. Gregorian calendar that you abide by. Um but He that, looks so upset. I wish everybody could see this where he's just like, God damn it. Okay, if this is gonna be a thing and we're reading text messages, I gotta really edit my shit. Something <laughs> something, <laughs> something Or that, I have a library of text messages hey. I can start on this podcast. Oh yeah, start reading the shit that I say. Whoa. Blow my spot up. Holy dude. shit. Do you, Bob, Bobby's do you text corner back in the day? Oh yeah. Vicious. Bobby's text <laughs> corner. Uh, uh, one thing, uh, recently, Rex is going to go back to school, and she was uh, kind of uh, worried about it because it's been a minute, and she was kind of, you know, you get anxious when you op- open new things. And it just made me remind myself, if you are scared of it, do it. Right. When you work out, if it's the one exercise that you hate the most, that's the one you need to do first. Yep. Like in your life, the most uncomfortable thing is the thing you have to do. You owe it to yourself. And then when you get midway through it, you go, hell yeah, I've basically conquered this or I'm no longer uncomfortable. And if you knock those dominoes down one at a time, there's not a lot of stuff you're uncomfortable doing anymore. But that thing that you hate to do, whether it's this, oh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do, I hate doing that. That's the next thing you should do. Is this you just trying to get everybody to give up the butthole? Because this is a very good argument for anal. I didn't. I didn't want to say it like fucking outright, but thank you, thank you for being so coarse. Didn't mean to blow up your spot too. Quite literally, Christ, dude. And I hate to blow up your knot. (laughs) (laughs) No, guys, if you're scared of it, do it. I'm telling you, whether it's uh, whether it's brown tar heroin. Brown tar is that one level down from black? Yeah, it is one level down. Um, No, I'm just saying, if you're scared of it going into the new year, whether it's finishing something, talking to somebody that you were hesitating to talk to, do it. You'll feel better. I promise. Rip the bandaid off. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Bobeth Van Noys. I mean, I feel like we covered most of this material earlier (laughs) with my- (laughs) But uh, you have so many pearls. Sort of stream of consciousness uh, text thread. That we all have already explored. Your twenty-something um, pearl necklace of wisdom. So <laughs> wow, wow, nice mm-hmm. callback. Spent I like that pearl necklaces this hey. last year. <laughs> um, I've done a little personal inventory recently, and I've looked at all the bad things that happened to me last year, and there was some bad shit that happened. The only thing I can point to that really happened that sucked was my mom getting liver cancer and passing away. And that was the one thing that wasn't my fault. I did every other fucking horrible thing that happened to me last year. I did it. I made it happen. I manifested it. I I went out on a limb and I- At least you made it happen, dude. Did you you read The Secret last year? And you're like, I'm going to make all the bad things happen with the power of negative thinking. What do they call that? The board? Vision board. The vision board. I did a vision board of negative shit. You let Kevin do your vision board and that was the problem. It was ugly. Um, I have 
destroyed and alienated a lot of fucking relationships in the last few months. And maybe in a lot of cases, those were relationships I needed to destroy and needed to, you know, blow out of the water. Yeah. Uh, some of them, probably not. I, you know, some of them you wish you didn't go scorched earth, boys. I can, I can definitely go scorched earth. I can turn any relationship into Dresden really fucking quickly. And I've done a lot of that. Um, so my pearl of wisdom, I guess, is I'm going to try to do less of that. <laughs> you know question I mean? mark yeah question mark dot 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 um but what are we gonna do for content dude i, I that's that's fair uh you can't be this podcast success is predicated on your self-destructive decisions so please do not wow. go back. that's a that's a good point don't I mean. feel any pressure <laughs> i'm just kidding no It'll be fun to fucking hear about you working on this shit. And you know what? Yeah, I, yeah. I think you're right. Some of those ones, some of those friendships, some of those relationships, I think you're right. From an outsider looking in, it did seem like some of those were, were poison and you needed to stop it. At the same time, the way you went about that's the cutoff. A, that could be the problem. Yeah. That could be the problem. That is, well, that just seems like that's the part that you're worried about. I don't have a lot of fans in Nashville. I <laughs> no, he does not. It's funny because that's where she makes money. That's true. Um, <laughs> do you, have you been to Reindeer Ranch? <laughs> Reindeer Ranch, St. Helena, California. Uh, I'm about to. Hey, California sweet white wine. Yeah, the inside joke. Aaron found a bottle of commemorative. This is our wine year. We made a wine this year, dude. Somebody left a full un corked bottle of wine on a random uh, recycling bin in the alley outside the bunkie. It's a, it's a, and I it's grabbed a hobo it. piss chartreuse oh, color. It no, is. Yeah. it is disgust. And it's a sweet wine. So somebody got this as a gift and went, I'm going to give it to the homeless people. That's what some girl did. This is like Christmas for them. She passed by in a 2018 Outback. I'm, I'm just guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. And put it on the recycling bin and drove off. And felt good about herself. It was an Outback Sport. And Bobby, her name is? Which is just an Impreza. <laughs> just an Impreza. It's got a uh, one-inch lift kit. Boys, I'm glad. Oh, God. Boys, I'm That's glad to I be back. ladies I got on my dick. You got a one-inch lift kit. I got a, I'm, I'm, kit. I'm glad like to be that? back with you, Knuckle Dicks. I am. I love you. It's all right. Happy 2021. Happy 2021. Um, can we do a quick toast? Uh, we don't do this all the time, but I think we should definitely uh, say rest in peace 2020. Fucking rest in peace. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Yes, rest sir. In power, Cheers, Doom. brother. Rest in peace to hopefully this shit show virus that has turned our lives completely into a nightmare. Fuck this shit. Um, Thank you. We're moving on. Can we fucking move on? We're moving on. We're moving on. Officially right now. As you listen to this, pull over, grab that bottle of Fireball that you have in your glove compartment because I know it's there Mm -hmm. and take a drink with us. Take a drink. Cheers, Cheers, boys. boys. 